What up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Sunday Dinner Podcast, brought to you by Team Nitty Radio's own OG Nitty and Nutrella. After a week off, we get right back to it by talking finger-licking chicken and no-knock KFC, a game of necking and no-knock what you probably think, a wicked case of fuck this job, and more. And of course, we do it all over dinner and drinks. So grab a plate and grab a glass, because around here at Sunday Dinner, everyone eats. All right, it's me, it's me, it's the OG. That's right, it's your boy OG Nitty, Mr. Nitty in the city himself. And welcome to this next installment of Sunday Dinner. Where everyone eats. And you know that voice you heard right there is my co-host, not only from Team Nitty Radio, but on Sunday Dinner, it's Neutrala. What's going on? Hey, how you doing? Doing well. Well, let's just get right into it because we kind of already got right into it. We come into this eating already. This time, little spin on it. Neutrala cooked the food. Mm-hmm. Much to my surprise, pleasant surprise, if you will. So let's see what we got here on the menu. Uh, we got the potato salad. We got the ribs. Well, I, you know, it's funny. I normally get on people for mentioning the sides first, and that's literally what I just did. <laughs> we got the ribs, potato salad, mac and cheese, collard greens, and we got white rice. Yes. And also we got the libation. Of course, I'm gonna let y'all know that what it is in a second. I just realized I forgot to set the video camera. So give me one moment, because you know, I'm still not the most professional podcast in the world, but that's just something y'all gonna have to deal with till I get right. So I know about that. So tell me what you've been up to uh, in the meanwhile, you guys. So we go back to work. For those of you guys who don't know, I am in education. So we officially go back tomorrow. It's like, man, my summer break officially ends today. Damn. I know. Like, that's a hard pill to swallow. I Mm -hmm. saw... um, Another fellow educator put a post up, mm-hmm. and they were like, "Only thirty more Mondays." Oh yeah, I saw that. To the next one, I'm like, I died. "Yes, mm-hmm. that is the great way to think about it." And you know, it actually made it sound not so terrible, right? Because it's like thirty. You know, you can do. So shout out to my guy for that. Also, this meal is being brought to you by Stella Rosa Original Block, a low alcohol great wine uh, specialty with natural flavors. Yes, it's, a, it's savory and sweet. 5% alcohol by volume. Again, that's Stelrosa La Regional. Yes, they're not sponsoring this episode. It's not brought to them by them. But y'all better go ahead and cut checks because we do promos. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, and it's actually pretty delicious. <laughs> I've never heard of this wine before. Uh, Nutrella just put me onto it. It's a product of Italy. Yeah, it's really good. You shout, guys should give it a try. Shout out to that Italia. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But yeah, the ribs is hitting. The greens is hitting. It's funny because I'm normally not a greens guy. I mean... I, eat, I could take a leaf greens, I'll say that. Mm-hmm. Normally, I bypass them, you know, if they're in the food line or whatever. But these are pretty good. I'm glad you like them. The potato salad's hitting. Mac and cheese is hitting. So we just learned we're trying to cook, y'all. We did not just learn that. I don't think I've ever had you cooking. Really? At least, at least not that I know of. Like, if well, I be, if I be eating food you cook, I didn't know you cooked it. Yeah, that's probably what it is, man. Yeah. <laughs> so, like I said, we, like I said, we learning. Nutrella can cook, y'all. Well, in college, when we used to have those dinner get-togethers, I would make some of the food. I've only been to one. You only went to one of our college get-togethers? Yes, and I believe you made mac and cheese that you dropped on the floor. I did drop the mac and cheese on the floor. So the one time I would have ate your cooking, I, I cooked yes, it because you dropped I'm it on the floor. very upset that I had dropped the macaroni and cheese on the floor. because I think Everybody I was. was. And that when Steph made the roast for the first time? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was the only one I had ever been invited to. You know, I guess I, guess I wasn't a cool kid engineer like the rest of them. So you work at the ones that were at um Aaron's house? No. 
Didn't even know Aaron had functions at his crib. When him and Randall all live together? Yeah, I knew where they lived. I've been in their crib, but never on no dinner stuff. Yeah, we, yeah. Nobody puts me on. You see how you see how they do a, You see how they did how they did a young OG before he was even called OG. This how they do. This how it be the ones closest to you. It's all good. I could have swore you, you was really never there. And nope. Will was there and he left and nope. was walking down the street. Will who? The guy I used to date. Oh nope. I heard about that story. <laughs> I heard that story, but no, I wasn't there. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. All you blue hens suck for that. <laughs> let y'all know that right now. Um, but let's get right. So we're talking about food and everything. Mm-hmm. Let's get right to it. There's a new chicken sandwich on the loose. Oh my goodness! Here we go. Brought to you by none other than Popeyes, <laughs> Louisiana style chicken. <laughs> and this chicken sandwich is all the rain. It's 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 a result of them Popeyes having lines going out the doors. Drive-through lines going out into the streets. Chicken sandwiches selling out. And I mean selling out for days. It's created a big Twitter battle. Twitter beef between. We started off between Popeyes and Chick-fil-A. Then Wendy's threw their petty hat in the ring. Because you know Wendy's is like one of the ultimate Twitter trolls. Their, their Twitter <laughs> account. Um, even Arby's tried to get on the action. Saying we have chicken sandwiches too. I thought McDonald's had jumped in once and said something like. Don't act like we didn't make y'all. Um. I wasn't sure if Mickey D's jumped in. I knew other people threw Mickey D's in, but Maybe I wasn't sure if they right. actually jumped in. Because a lot of people said, too, you know, they did, don't act like the McChicken wasn't holding y'all down. Y'all broke asses right. down. Um, it was somebody else got in there, too. I forget who it was. But either way, and it's been very viral over the last week or so. Have you had the chicken sandwich yet? I have. And what's your take on it? Um, so, I'll say this. So, the first time I got it, I was extremely hungry. Mm-hmm. So it was amazing. Mm-hmm. And then I said to myself, you are extremely hungry. Mm-hmm. You need to try it again. So I actually went back the next day when I wasn't extremely hungry and mm-hmm. I tried it again. I went back. I made sure to go back to the exact same Popeye's that I went to the first time mm-hmm. just so that my decision couldn't be swayed. Right. Even though, you know, somebody else made it. So but whatever. I went to the exact same store. Um, and the second time I had it, it was just like, oh, okay, I can eat this. Okay. So... If I was driving down the street and I had a Chick-fil-A and a Popeye's right next to each other, mm-hmm. I would probably still go to the Chick-fil-A. Okay, well, you. unlike you, you're welcome. I've only had the, um, let's see if we can hear that pour. What'd you say? I said, want to see if they can hear the pour. I wonder if they can too. Yeah, hopefully I heard that, but we'll learn it on the playback. But, um, unlike you, I had a sandwich once. I had the classic style. It was delicious. I heard the spicy is better. So. It was definitely better than Chick-fil-A to me. And I love Chick-fil-A. Oh, really? Don't get me wrong. I love Chick-fil-A. But that Popeye sandwich defeated Chick-fil-A for my part. Now, so were you really hungry? Because, like I said, if I had tried it just on the day, mm-hmm. the first time I ate it, then I would have said that Chick- um, that Popeye's won as well. No, I think I was regular hungry. Okay. Oh. I do know. I do like the crunch. I do like the, the crunch is, of the, the Popeye's. The crunch it. contributes to it. Yeah. Because, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not a stickler for like, well, I guess what we in the track call uh, fried hard chicken or hard fried mm-hmm. chicken or crispy, if you will. Like, as long as it's done, you know, well done, I'm good. okay with if it's, you know, soft or whatever in many cases. But the crispiness did bring like, you know, an extra oomph to it. Um, the breast is nice and plump and tender itself. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the mayo, I guess, or whatever they put on it is good. Plus... I'm a big fan of pickles, which it had. I know Chick-fil-A yeah. has pickles too. So it's like, I think 
I'm not saying Popeyes destroyed them, but I think Popeyes did edge them out. So if you were, if there was a Popeyes and a Chick Fil A right next to each other, you're going to Popeyes. Correct. Okay. That's correct. So, you know, I mean, and plus, you know, let's not get it twisted either. Prior to this chicken sandwich, Popeyes already had popping chicken. Yeah. I've always been a fan of their chicken anyway. You know, a lot of people don't realize that Popeyes actually has always had a chicken sandwich. This is just like a revamp. I, know I, I didn't I, know they had a chicken sandwich. That's what people would tell me, but I was like, I used to eat Popeye chicken sandwiches back in the day, just not much because I mean, you know, you usually go there and get your wings and mm-hmm. stuff. But yeah, they've had one, but I guess that's why they revamped. Like you know, they might want to forget that too. I guess. I mean, well, KFC had a chicken sandwich. They still do. They got several now. I forget that there's a KFC. Actually, I know. I, I tend but, to forget it too. But yeah, they got because they got the regular chicken sandwich. Then they got like the Gold Rush chicken sandwich. Right. Then they got the, like the little slider joints now too. So, you know, but they focused on $5 fill-up boxes. Yeah, I'm, well, I'm not a big fan of KFC. I haven't eaten mm-hmm. KFC in a long time. Mm-hmm. I'll go hungry for another 10 miles before I stop <laughs> at KFC. Yeah, like, KFC, like you said, it's one of those, it just kind of got to be the only thing there mm-hmm. or something. Like, I did go there once. I was, you know, on a struggle pocket and got me a little $5 fill-up joint. I mean, it wasn't nasty or nothing, but... I'm it's, damn sure not eating it before like Popeyes or Chick Fil A or nothing. It's not yeah, even like a, a it's contemplation. Like, it's like it's edible. I'm mm-hmm. hungry. It's edible. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But not if you like want to enjoy your food fully mm-hmm. while you're eating it. If you just want to not be hungry, then okay. So have you been keeping up with like the Twitter wars and stuff between these restaurants lately? I do not have a Twitter account. Um, well, I mean they've been showing them on Facebook. And oh, all. okay. They're stemming from them. Twitter, but they're showing up everywhere else. You mean like the the memes and stuff? Yeah, the memes yes. and all of that, or or just even. The, People are like reposting their the shots that they take in front of their Twitter accounts and yes. putting them on Facebook and stuff. I have seen that, yes. So I'm loving that. You know, I mean, of course, here's the crazy part. Because, well, it could be different now. But I remember Wendy's, they were like the original troll on Twitter coming mm-hmm. out of the restaurant. And one would imagine, at least I would, I was imagining, I know, I know like corporate couldn't have signed off on it. Somebody must have just like, you know, take, taking their logo and put it up and just started fronting as them. But now that it's taking so much positive traction, mm-hmm. I can see, I, would, I wouldn't I would be surprised if corporate then said, all right, let's go ahead and sign that person or hire them mm-hmm. and keep them going because clearly this is a moneymaker. Right, and they're doing it for us. And now the other, you know, chains are taking suit. And if that is the case, follow suit. If that is the case, I'm here for it mm-hmm. because it brings new life to this thing. It makes these places more fun. You know, it's all fresh. You know, usually when you think of like big time companies, and stuff, no, everybody's all, especially in this PC world we live in, everybody's just worried about, you know, offending this or doing that, mm-hmm. things that'll hurt their bottom line. But nah, this right here is like, it's like a form of I don't give a fuckness. And, <laughs> and it's working. It's working. Popeye's saying shit to Wendy's like, oh, you must have had one of our biscuits because you thirsty. Like, <laughs> that's crazy. So you even well, you even came at your own biscuits. Came with yourself. That's how I not give a fuck it is. But, you know, at least they know like everybody else know them Popeye's biscuits will fucking choke you out. That's why they're I like, good, but they'll get to that. I like throat. church's biscuits. I'll eat Popeye's chicken and then go get me a church's biscuit. I've had churches twice in my life, and it was not good. Did you have it down south or up here? Down south. Oh, really? And I didn't like it. Not even the biscuits. Um, are they the ones with the Bowberry biscuits? No, no that's Bojangles. That's Bojangles. No, I never had churches. I had Bojangles. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know it's funny when I lived in Brooklyn, when I was a kid, we had a church's chicken. Mm-hmm. It was like right in Flatbush, but I had never been. 
it was like church's chicken and it was like next to a Popeye or something. Never been. <laughs> I know about Popeye's stuff. But then after that church was closed down, I had never seen churches again. Then I found out it was a thing in the South. So I tell people we have one in Brooklyn. Like, yeah, right. There's no way. It's something. I was like, no, yeah. they had um, they have one in Philly. Oh, okay. There's one. There was like two that I knew of in Philly, mm-hmm. and one of them closed down. And the other one, as far as I know, is still there. It's, um, it's in Frankfurt. Okay. So yeah, my bad. No disrespect, churches. I never had your food, but Bojangles' food is nasty. I'm just just their biscuits. Like right. their chicken, it can be hit or miss. I heard the chicken is pretty brolic too. Like it is, okay. it is. Like, I don't know where they find these chickens at, but yeah, it's huge. Sound um, like they're taking some performance enhancing drugs. Yes. They got the performance enhancing chicks, chickens, mm-hmm. but the biscuits. Um, I don't know. Like when you when I used to eat KFC, I would always if I got their biscuit, I would always put the honey on the biscuit. Mm-hmm. So um, churches has like a honey glaze that they put on okay. the biscuit. So that's why I like their biscuits. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember people used to tell me, get the Bowberry biscuits at Bojangles. And got them shits. They ain't really said nothing to me. The food was nasty. I'm not a big Bojangles. Hella salty, anything. all of that. Had that down in North Carolina. Um, I had Zaxby's. They were overrated. I mean, they weren't nasty yeah. like Bojangles, but the way but people were raving like, about them, okay. it was like, yeah, okay. I mean, yeah, they, and I guess some of the churches, they have big chicken. Like, they had big chicken tenders and stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess it was filling, but, yeah. See, I feel like I would, like you said, if it, it's like KFC and then right above KFC would probably be Zaxby's for mm-hmm. me. Bojangles, I'm probably just not going to. Okay. Amps, but, so, what I want to say is, um, so, shout, again, shout out to the social media wars between these companies. But, early in this here program, this now brings me to a segment that we have called, Why Are You Here? <laughs> We're there already? Okay. Yes. And I'm here to address all the quote-unquote woke people who are not letting us have our fun with these chicken wars. And they're coming on and saying stuff like, how about you promote your friend's, your friend's black business or your friend's small business like you promoting these Popeye chicken sandwiches, or how about you support their business? Talk about them like you talk about these chicken sandwiches. Well, did they produce a product as delicious as Popeye's chicken sandwich? Because if they're into cooking, and if I've had the food, and if the food was delicious like that, one hundred percent, I would repost and retweet and say, "Go holla at such and such. They're selling these foods. Mm-hmm. If whatever product or service is off, they're offering." It's popping. It's to my bench. I feel like it's a benefit to the people, even if it's not a benefit to me per se. Because right. you could be selling, I don't know, cosmetics. That's not going to do anything for me. But if I think if I, if I think it's a good brand, or maybe I heard other women or whoever try your brand and they say it's good, mm-hmm. I have no problem hitting the retweet, the share, give you a little promo. I cut you a whole fucking voice promo for free. If it's worth it. But don't you sit there and tell me to promote my friend's business on the strength that it's my friend's business or, or someone I know's business just because I wanted to tweet the deliciousness <laughs> that was a Popeye's fucking chicken sandwich. You're not going to do that to me today. And don't sit there and get mad talking about some. There's so many things in the world to talk about, but y'all want to talk about chicken sandwich battles. I can talk about multiple things. It's not like the chicken sandwiches are the only thing we're talking about in a 24-hour uh, day, right. a 24-hour news cycle. Yes, I can still address the the, the the fires in the Amazon rainforest. 
which is fucking awesome as far as I'm concerned, because how rainforests just catch fire <laughs> don't fire. match. Yeah. You said the California wildfires where and it is. And it has never been on fire as far as, as I know. As far as now, as I live. Yeah. So, I've never really heard of rain catching fire. So, right. Yeah. So y'all wrong for burning them people's forests up like that, which is still burning. I could talk. I still talk about those things. We still talk about Donald fucking Trump, and he, he's just the epitome of why are you here. Yeah. You know what I mean? We can still talk about whatever's going on, or whatever school shit was just happening, or whatever this and that and the other. But don't you motherfuckers get on me because I want to take whatever one moment out of my life. Hey, I mean, I know it's it America. Happened. It's just like, but, okay, it's, but said we had like a, ain't we already in the three digits for the know. year 2019? Yeah, like to so really, yeah, it's the thing. Like, so and we all, and like you said, it's they're so bad to the point where I could just say this shit like a, a, a afterthought. You yeah. know what I mean? That's terrible. So we live in such a world where it's kind of a a, a relief to be able to just fucking talk, talk about, about chicken. chicken sandwich wars <laughs> yeah. and. Uh, fast food chains roasting each other. Don't you steal this fucking joy? <laughs> Don't you steal this fucking joy with your miserable ass? Cause we can go back to being deep or, or whatever woke or whatever you want it to be in a few minutes. So I thought that you were gonna go with the the vegan and the vegetarian people, pescatarian people chiming in on. Oh, I didn't see them. Thank God. What are they saying? <laughs> no, I just um uh, saw quote um posts with people saying don't um. Don't listen to your vegan and vegetarian friends on this issue. Oh, yeah. Oh, I did put up a post saying, don't you argue about no chicken sandwich with somebody that don't eat meat. Yeah. I'm not, because when I had fat, one of our friends, she pescatarian. And I forgot she was pescatarian. <laughs> and she was going back and forth with me to about how much Chick-fil-A is still better than the other. Then she reminded me she don't even eat chicken. I said, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I said, go sit your ass down there. When fucking... <laughs> When Long John Silver's or Arthur Treacher's has a beef, then you chime the fuck Is there an Arthur Treacher's still around? I don't know. That's oh. just what came to my mind. But that is so funny. They probably in the she south probably somewhere. started laughing right she after did. you said that. They probably in the south somewhere. But yeah, you stay out of this. You, you know, this grown folk business now. <laughs> you don't see me arguing whatever y'all do over there. Like, if it comes down to like one plant-based, one vegan place versus the next vegan place, I'm not going to jump in on that. I'm just laughing this stuff in the cheap seats. <laughs> So, again, to all you woke motherfuckers that won't let us have a little bit of fun on this hit chicken stuff, like, like we can only just stick to one particular thing at a time, why are you here? Get the fuck on. <laughs> and that's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> now, we're going to move on to something, I guess we'll call it more serious. It is more serious, but it's so ridiculous. The ridiculous is the term I want to use. So, I'm going to just read the headline here courtesy of cbsnews.com 10 year old charged with assault after dodgeball game at school shut up I'm 10 year old charged with assault I'm not at the dodgeball game at school mind you these charges came after the boy was suspended from school I'm sorry was this a um, organized dodgeball game or the kids just got together at recess and said let's play dodgeball it was during recess okay not that it really matters everybody, everybody agreed to play dodgeball one kid throws the ball, and one kid got hit in the face by, by the ball, I guess. And he ain't have hands. Right. So apparently it resulted in a concussion for the kid that got hit. I mean, shit happens in sports. So they suspended the kid that threw so the ball? they suspended the boy that threw the ball. Um, if that's the case, everybody should have got suspended that was playing the game. Right, and the mother asked this question. So this happened in Canton, Michigan. 
I'll give you one guess as to what Hugh the ball thrower was, and what one guess as to what Hugh That's the ball I'm, receiver that, was. Yes. Yes, the boy that threw the ball was black. The boy that hit, received the ball was white. So the mother actually wrote to the school, and she asked, how come nobody else was suspended who fully participated in the game? And they said, this, the principal disclosed, this was the principal's reasoning, the principal disclosed that the injured student, wait for this, has a pre-existing condition that makes him susceptible, I guess, to seizures and concussions and things. So why nature. was he in the dodgeball game in the first The $64,000 question has just been asked on Sunday dinner by my esteemed co-host, the lovely Nutrella. That's what we all would like to know. So my kid got suspended because this kid participated in something that he shouldn't have been participating. First exactly. of all, there's so many other levels. If I was Come his on. mother, Come at on. this point now, I'm hitting the school Come on. because why allow my child Come to on. play in this game? Where were the recess aides? Speak liability. Yes. So now I'm suing back mm -hmm. because now you put my child in a position to do something to a kid that had a pre-existing condition, mm -hmm. y'all should have been watching that. That's on y'all. Yep. That's on you, principal. That's on you, recess mm -hmm. aide. That's on you, school district. Because mm -hmm. y'all should have had that little um, mm -hmm. boy. I was about to say seizure boy, but that's wrong. <laughs> you need to have him. Oh, shit. You need to have him. Seizure boy. Damn. Because, especially for stuff like that. Yep. Like, what? This is why schools want information like this disclosed to them so they can right. keep kids safe. The school definitely dropped the ball on that. And somehow they felt like making amends would be to suspend the boy that threw the ball. Like, yeah, that doesn't make... Mother, if you hear this podcast, if anybody hears this podcast and knows that mother, mm -hmm. please, 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 you have a case. Mm -hmm. Because it's on the school. So, yeah, apparently the... If, if the school saw all these kids playing dodgeball... <coughs> They should have saw a little him over there and said, oh, no, not you. Yep. You, out. Yep. And, and that's what should have happened. And the boy apparently, they said he had chronic brainstem infliction. From playing that, dodgeball? No, that was the name of the pre-existing condition. Don't drink it all you want from me. Uh, that was the name of the pre-existing condition that was to keep him, that should have kept him from playing such contact sports, I imagine. Matter of fact, the mother says, the other boy, the black boy's mother says, clearly this student should not have been playing a physical contact sport. Exactly. <clears throat> so a few months after the son, this happened back in April. A few months after the son's suspension, the woman then learned that her son was being charged with aggravated assault in the Third Circuit Juvenile Court in Detroit, Michigan. But didn't this take place in Canton, Michigan? So how yes. far is Canton from Detroit? I don't know. I guess maybe it's in the Detroit metro area. <laughs> yeah, give me the I, I, because that's the only thing. I mean, I I guess yeah. if like in Delaware, if you do something in Newark, yeah. you end up in Wilmington Court. If you got to go to Superior Court, you'll have to go to uh, Wilmington. Okay, so yeah. maybe that's why they're in Detroit. So, yeah, but you know, again, and that's still not neither here nor there. It's a matter of charges, and that was it went from to from a suspension to assault. So at this point, it's like how do you, how y'all define assault in Michigan, yo? Right. So kids engage in a game. Right. Both parties know what's going on here. It's dodgeball. Right. The name of the game is dodgeball. Yes. Ball. Not eat a ball to the face. Right. So, this happened. But luckily, um, as of July 31st, the charges are dropped against the boy. So, he won't be seen. But I'm still like this whole ordeal. I'm still has to be suing traumatic. because you, traumat yeah. you traumatized my kids. Right. 
So now we're, we can, yeah, I, I can't just let this go. I can't just let this go. It's like you already trying to get our people right. in the system mm-hmm. over nothing. Exactly. Anyway. No, Pers- I'm not just. Like, I'm not just dropping that. Mm-hmm. I'm not just dropping that at all. Now I can see if you said the little boy was ten and a sixteen-year-old right. was throwing balls at Something him, like that. hit him in his face. Because I've even said when I was um, at the um, trampoline park. And some older kid was playing dodgeball with the seven and eight year olds, mm-hmm. but was like winging them at their head and was like, oh, well, they shouldn't be mm-hmm. in the game. No, why are you playing with eight year olds and throwing the ball at their head like that? Mm-hmm. that? Like to me, that's totally different. So if the little black boy was like 16 and hit the 10 year old in the face with a ball, then mm-hmm. I, I'm going to give some more leeway to this parent. Uh-huh. But not two 10 year olds. Okay. So now I'm reading more now. Okay. So. <clears throat> Apparently, after a, according to a police report filed, <coughs> which is filed by the other boy's mother, I'll get to that in a second. Filed by after the incident, <coughs> Bryce—that's the name of the boy who threw the ball. They said he intentionally threw the ball at the boy's face. <coughs> I think he intentionally threw the ball. He at intentionally the boy. threw the ball at him, right? <coughs> like you know, sometimes you, you first of all, your tennis not like you got the most control over directional control, right? Yeah, like I could throw a dodgeball at somebody. I can't say I'm a, I'm a pinpoint where it's gonna hit you, right? So they said the boy sustained facial tissue damage to his face. Who else would you have sustained facial, facial tissue damage? Facial tissue damage as in where he had a scratch? I guess, you know. <clears throat> and they his said he had, a, he, had, he had a black eye and a bruised nose. Well, <clears throat> a parent told the school. <laughs> how hard did <how> <laughs> he this, throw this, the this ball? Go, this kid should go pro. <laughs> this kid should go pro. He got a fucking cannon. And it says the mother of the boy who was hit with the ball told the news station she sought legal action because this was not the first time her son has been targeted. She said he's, she said she reported a prior incident to the school in mid-April. So kids are out to get your boy? So wait a minute. So your kid got targeted by somebody else in mid-April, so you sued the boy that hit... So shouldn't you be suing the school? Right. Still, still, mother, shouldn't you be suing this school? And if what she's saying is true, I wonder why they're targeting this yes. boy. What's going on out here? So then she goes, my son was hit twice in the face with a ball previously due to this. She said, the child, she said the, the child apologized to her son, and her son told her, it's okay, we're still going to be friends. So the kid understands <laughs> it's part of the fucking game. Because the kid signed up for the yeah. game. And, and if, you feel like, if he's being quote-unquote targeted, which is not the word I would use here, it might just be he's not good at dodgeball, so he let's get him not, out. He should not play dodgeball. Right. So like you're right. If yes. you're sorry, I'm gonna try to get the sorriest yes. person. You don't go for the best person. You don't you at all because it be, because you know it's a matter of time probably before you get out. Right. So before you get out, you want to at least be able to say you got somebody else. Yeah. Out first. And then and then if you try to get their team now, so that way if it's they good person, left a bunch of y'all at least. Right. This is called strategy. Yeah. In any sport, you go after the weakest link. Football, oh, he, he's the one that can't keep with my wide receiver. We're going to keep throwing that side. Yeah. If somebody's hot in basketball, oh, keep giving him the rock because this guy right here can't hold me. So, and even the boy said it's okay. We're going to be friends. And <laughs> the mother, who remained anonymous, that's what she told the station. So, yeah, the incident, she said the incident on April 29th was the final straw. And she was worried for her child's safety. Maybe you should put him you in class. You need to go to a different school. Maybe yeah. homeschool him. Yeah, put him in crash classes. I'm like, I, I get it. Like, like you, nobody wants their kid to get hurt doing something. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, kids are going to be kids. Like, some shit is just unavoidable. Well, I feel like as a parent, you should know your child, too. Yeah. So, for example, my oldest daughter, mm-hmm. absolutely terrible in basketball. Mm-hmm. She is the worst ever in mm-hmm. basketball. But I told her. 
I didn't, you know, make it for another kid to have to tell her. I told her. Right. I said, this ain't for you. Mm-hmm. Like, as a parent, you should be able to tell your kid these things. You should have a relationship with your kid where you can say, look, baby, you done tried, you mm-hmm. done tried. We're going to try something different. And that's even a nice way to put it. Because I didn't put it so nicely to my child. But I'm just saying, like, you should be able to know your kids well enough to, to be able to tell them when something is not for them. Right. I'm sorry. We sorry. We sorry. It's just like when we play tag. We always try to get the fat kid or the slow yeah. kid. Like you know, like me. I was one of them in between kids. I wasn't the fastest. I wasn't necessarily the slowest. You know, if I was lucky, I might be able to tag one of the faster kids and I had a reach or something, whatever. Right. But I bet you what, if I see that fat kid creeping around, <laughs> guess who I'm coming after? <laughs> like we got to the point where we used to make rules. Cause like, especially if you play like um. Help tag? Yeah. We used to make rules like you can't automatically go after the fat kid or whoever we knew was the slowest kid. Or if we did tag them, they'd have to help you. But the next person you tag would be the one that's it the next game. Right. Not the fat kid you targeted. You right. just did that for right. the sis. Yeah, cause, and then that's not fair either because you know that kid's going to stay it for the rest of the game. Yeah. And how boring is that after a while? Yeah, exactly. We <laughs> learned that. Like, yeah, yeah you're like, yeah, this ain't fun. But again, so you knew who was what? At some point, even the kids themselves. They that know. kid knew he was probably sorry. It's like, it's okay. You know, I get But here's the crazy part. Because the lady said he's, she's, he's been talking him multiple times. Right. The principal of the school said she wasn't aware of any of the previous incidents. So you just now decided to report this? Oh, yeah. So she the last, last straw, one was huh? the last straw, mm-hmm. not the other I wonder, two times. I wonder the hue of the first two straws. Yeah. Because yeah. I need to know more about that. But again, like, you got to let kids be kids. I mean, it could be like... I could see if kids were bullying her son or beating him up, they were fighting. No, it's the fucking game of dodgeball that he agreed to play. Did somebody drag him to the court and so say, you're just going to stand here and take these fucking hits, otherwise <laughs> you're going to get fucked up? No, that probably did not happen. Right. That probably did not happen. So, matter of fact, that mother, why are you here? Mm-hmm. Damn, I didn't even realize we had another why are you here. We definitely have another why are you here. Yes, why are you here? So now, let's stay in school for a second. Oh, man, look at that. School start tomorrow. Let's be getting your mind right for what you might be facing in the schools. You're not going to face this. <laughs> I'm not at all. No. Not the schools you deal with. No, but I still know. I know what kids are supposed to be right. there and everything else. So, let me ask you a question. You might have um, heard or seen this story. I guess y'all shared it the other day. But humor me. Okay. What do you know necking to be? Necking? Mm-hmm. Is that when someone's sucking on your neck? Right. That's how I knew it growing up. Yeah. Yeah. You neck it, you give a hickey, all of that stuff. Yeah, get a hickey. Apparently, the definition has changed a little bit since we've come up. No, no. It's nothing sexual, actually. What I'm about to tell you what it is, y'all might have had another name for it. So, necking is essentially, um, let's say I'm just chilling, minding my business, walking through the school. You run up behind me and slap me in the back of my neck and keep it moving. Like, you run away. <laughs> I was unprotected. Yeah. Like some kids called it, oh, open neck disrespect. Da, right. da, da, da. In New York, we 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 had, we called it a gill. It didn't start off with slapping, but a gill basically you run your hand across somebody's neck yeah. that hard. But then uh, then they had different levels of gill. So then they had some shit called a daffy duck. That would be a slap to the neck. Da 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 da. Either way, where we grew up, necking was one yeah, universal that's not thing. What necking, was. necking was one nasty yeah. ass thing that you right. hope your kids would never engage in. Right. But this new thing called necking is when uh, a kid runs up to an unsuspected kid in school, slaps his neck, and runs away. Because okay. the kid basically protect your neck. Right. Um, a school had to put out a warning against necking because they're saying it endangers the students and kids could get really hurt from it or they could suffer from other, um, all kinds of other ailments. 
Apparently, there was a kid in school who got slapped. My, my screen is not scrolling right now. It's frozen. But either way, there was a kid in, a school, in an elementary school. He was a fifth grader. Fork Elementary School in Fresno, California. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> said he felt pressure on the back of his neck from somebody slapping him when he was un- unsuspecting. And I guess he... It was why he was waiting for his mother to pick him up from school. That's when the kid came slapping on the back of his neck and bounced. So they said the game involves exactly what happened to the boy. His name is Robbie. Slapping another child on the base of the neck and then running away. While the slap isn't particularly dangerous for most kids, it can lead to other injuries. And if it's done with enough force, can cause health concerns. So they said the kid's mother, Robbie's mother, expressed concern to the local news station that the slap could cause kids to fall forward or get injured in another way as a result of the slap. She was angered at the lack of communication from the school about the game. And now the school reportedly sent uh, an audio call to the families about the game. (laughs) Is it me? (laughs) Or are kids not allowed to be kids anymore? She said, she said the other potential to fall forward. Yo, what kind of animals are you going to school with that a slap on the neck is just going to send you face first into the ground? No, but if you fall forward, don't you put your hands down? Some. I guess you're just going to swan dive to the ground and shit. Slow-mo. Like, what the fuck? And and let me tell you something. I've been slapped. I've been I ain't never just went flying to the ground forward because I'm like. I done got punched in the side of my neck and then just go forward. You know what I mean? Like, what was them toys, them punch dummy things? You punch it oh, all over and come right back. Yeah, like, the little bean bag type. Yeah, yeah. Like, that didn't happen. Yeah, like, even if sometimes somebody come and push you back hard on the back of your back, that might cause you to But even then, that's difficult because you do a little stumble with the arm wave and you might be able to maintain your balance. But if you just come slap me in the back of my neck and get. Mm. You know, that's one of the ways that we check kids in track. Mm-hmm. Slap me back in the neck? No. Oh. <laughs> no. I'm about to say, okay. You be like, okay, here, stand here. And the child just stands here, stands there, and you just, they, you know, they don't know what's happening, and they yeah. just push them. But it's to see what leg they go right. forward with first. That's their lead leg. Okay. So, and if I tell you I'm about to push you, then I won't be able to see your lead your leg. Because you yeah. Right. So, I mean, again, it's Y'all not, better I'm be careful with that for parents. Be like, you're going to give my kid back spasms or some shit. Yeah, I know. And then I'm like thinking even with track, when you do long jump, a lot of people when they first learn in long jump and mm-hmm. stuff, they learn to fall on their butt. Mm-hmm. So if you falling on your butt, like, so what, am I now um, injuring your kid? Right. Butt muscles or... And my thing is, okay, I, I would put, I would better check that this kind of rough housing or rough play, whatever you want to call it, didn't start with my generation. Yeah. So I got to imagine these parents. Well, matter of fact, if these are like five-year-olds, these parents are my generation. Yeah. So they came up in the earth. We was doing this. And I'm sure my parents had this. Matter of fact, my mother used to tell a story. Some of the stories my mother, my mother told me that they used to do with this. I was like, yo, y'all are savages. My father used to um, pick people up and tie them to tombstones. <laughs> so. Yo, that's medieval. What the hell? So... Yeah, he did. Like that was that was the, that was that thing. He was in high school, but that's the David thing. They would like they had a car, him and his boys, and they would see people walking home, like their friends and stuff. Be like, "Hey, you want to ride?" Well, if you took that ride, mm-hmm. they, they they was tying you up at the, at the graveyard. And how'd you get free? <laughs> I don't know because they didn't have cell phones. Jesus Christ! He said eventually they would come back, but oh, damn. <laughs> it was vicious. I remember one time I, my mom had a story about. Um, her, her, she's one of what uh, seven, 
So she and her siblings were all playing, you know, they climbed trees and right. all of that. And one of my aunts, her sister, she fell out the tree. It wasn't moving, like unconscious. So they said like, all oh, my mother, all her siblings gathered around her and they were looking like, they were like trying to wake her up. I mean, they didn't like much, they were like, seeing like, is she all right? They said one person was like, is she dead? And then they said somebody else said, yeah, is she dead? And then somebody else, this is a real story, said somebody said, is she dead? And then it just turned into a song. It's going, is she dead? Yeah. Is she dead? Yeah. Is she dead? Yeah. They were doing it to their own sister. Now we're in a world where dodgeball is getting kids charged, 10 year olds charged, and slapped to the neck, has mother talking about you're going to fall forward and then you're going to sustain all these other injuries and whatnot. Yeah. I don't know these kids. And again, I'm going to tell you right, I don't, listen, I'm not all about super violent stuff or super violent stuff. I'm, right. I'm against bullying and all of that stuff, but. Some shit just comes with the territory of being a kid. That's one thing. Yeah. All right? Like, for instance, bullying, even I like it, it comes with the territory of being a kid. You just hope that your kid, if your kid is, you hope they can overcome that. Right. Not be a victim, yada, yada, yada. Or you, at least I will hope my kid is not the bully. Mm-hmm. Games like this, they happen. You just hope your kid comes back in one piece. If they come back with bruising, you know, you, you can draw a line and say, okay, now this is a little too far. Let's see what's happening. You ever used to play when I was little and it used to be like, you want to see your muscle jump? And then they would take their knuckle like that and punch me in your arm? Yes. That's what I'm saying. So what What about stuff like that? Right. You know, so. all kinds of stuff. People just randomly hit you on your knee. But, yo, we had this game called Flatbush. And actually, we should, we played this game in high school. Because, of course, the area I lived in was called Flatbush <laughs> in Brooklyn. So what it would be, let's say me and you walking down the street and it's alongside like a whole row of bushes at you. I push you in that shit and scream out Flatbush. Or we had yeah. another section of Brooklyn called Bushwick. We push you in the bushes, scream out Bushwick. And then, like, you know, a motherfucker get out the bushes and start chasing you down the street because they're right. going to try to get you. But it was all part of, like, it's all part of the game. And crazy, you know, the bushes probably hurt at first. Yeah. But your adrenaline got you chasing motherfuckers. But y'all get over it and y'all keep going. You go home, you get in the shower, the tub, yeah. and be like, why am I skinny? Right. Oh, Most of the shit we bush. did, our parents didn't even know. We, right. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's crazy because, you know, my mother. I mean, and you know, I guess I can only speak from a boy's standpoint. I don't know how, if I was this for girls. My daughter's not at that age of going to school and stuff yet. But my parents weren't checking me for injuries, you know, bruises, things of that nature. It's like, and, and it was a don't ask, don't tell thing too. Like, for instance, boy, did he just voluntarily tell his mother he got slapped or was his right. face looking sorry? And she was like, wait, why you look like that? Right. Like, or are parents now checking their kids? Let me see. Let me scope you out. See if you got. I don't anything. do that. But if I notice a scratch on my kid's face, somebody say, "Oh, yeah, where'd that, that come scratch? from?" Yeah. They should be like, most of the time they don't even know. But or they'll be like, or even in daycare, they'd be like, "Oh, little babaloo scratched me mm-hmm. on the face," and I'd be like, "Oh, okay, what were y'all doing?" Right. And then it's like, "Oh, we were reading a book." Yeah, if it okay. was something or whatever, you know, da 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 da. But it's like parents nowadays, and I'm like, this is how you raise soft kids. It is. This is. this how you raise soft kids. This how you raise kids who 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 won't be able to uh, mesh in or socialize as well as they could because they won't know how to deal with the ups and downs of socialization. They won't know how right, and I dare say that this could also lead to some of the depression mm-hmm. and some of the suicides that mm-hmm. happen as people get older because they don't know how to handle or deal with anything. Mm-hmm. School shooters. Yeah, like if you can't you can't handle rejection. Yeah. Because that's where, I mean, it's a form of rejection if you're the one that got pushed into the bush that right, time. Exactly. It doesn't mean you're always rejected. Mm-hmm. You know? So that's what I fear for most of all yeah. for my kids. My daughters, you go 
some guy, some little boy says he likes you and you don't like him back, so then he tries to kill you. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> right, exactly. Which is happening amongst adults. So yeah, it's crazy, you know. And I don't know, it's it's beyond me at this point. You know, I'll say as parents, we got to do better. Like, first of all, we can't forget we were kids once too. Right. And I'm assuming the majority of us made it. Like, quote, unquote, made it. Whatever, however you want to define that. Right. We're all right. So, just have, I guess, have faith in the process. Trust the process that you're going to follow suit and try to instill what it is that should be instilled in your kid to make them be able to deal with certain things, handle certain things that are, like you said, take accept rejections and stuff a certain way. And we'll just come continue being all right. But this shit right here got to chill. <laughs> Charges for dodgeball? Look, yeah. if you know you're sorry in dodgeball, which clearly that boy did, go in the back of the, go in the, back of the pack. That's what most people do or sorry. Yeah. You just stand in the back and hope that you can make it to the end. Yeah, I wasn't, like in dodgeball, I wasn't that good in terms of like, at some point you had to be able to catch the ball, right? right? My hands weren't that good. I was never really that good at catching stuff as a kid. So I hung out in the middle, the back, you know. I hung out in the middle because if it got by me, at least I'm going to go get that ball and I could throw it a little bit. Right. So then I'm hanging back, but then like once they start thinning out, you know, it's just a couple of us. Now I understand. All right, I gotta try to see if I can catch something. Right. But I wasn't sitting up there in the front line just <laughs> with my face all out. With your face out. First of all, I'm ducking half the time. So yeah. <laughs> so when the ball's coming at you, I mean, did you swerve into the ball? Right. Or you just stood there and was like, I'm gonna take this to the face. Right. How close were you? Because like, even if the ball's coming too fast for you to get out the way, you probably contorted your body and situated to hit right. you, some other part of your body. Not your face. Right. You had to just be sitting like, all right, come on. Give me, give me your best shot. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the only thing um, I can imagine in that particular instance. So we're going to uh, switch up gears a little bit. We're going to get out of the school realm. And I'm sure, well, I'm sure black people do this. I'm still going to call it white people or white people now. Um, I'm not sure if you're aware. I know you know things. I had never heard this phenomenon before. So apparently, there are gator parks, uh-huh. like theme parks, wildlife adventure parks, mm-hmm. or or let's call it wildlife parks. It's okay. not just gators. But one of the big features of some of these parks is you can zip line over gator nets, nests, or pits, or whatever a group of gators in water is called. And I'm sitting here like, do what over what? I mean, I'm for ziplining, but... <clears throat> not over no gators. Not gators. Mm-mm. Cause see, I'm not even mm-hmm. ziplining over, like, the Grand Canyon. Right. Like, like, no, I'm not doing yeah, that. Yeah, like, I've ziplined once in my life, and it was like... It was, as a matter of fact, it was at the... What's the shit they built in the mall over there? Main event? Main event. Yeah. That's where you ziplining? They had a zipline in there. I know, I've been it. That you haven't all. even done, like, Lums Pond? No, I was going to go to Lums Pond, the mm-hmm. Go Ape one, because I was, I was dung-ho to go. And then... Like, when I was going to go, that's when the report came out about the lady that fell and died. Right. So, I was like, oh, I think I'm good now. You okay. know. Because I'm sure, I know you know things happen, but once it hits home, that happened in Delaware. Like, if you hear about shit, like you said, if somebody had fell in the Grand Canyon, I'm like, well, that was some wild shit you were doing. <laughs> you think of Lone's Pond is just some, like some low-level shit. Right. So, well, I like, Lone's Pond got pretty high. It does get, I've done, I've done yeah. Lone's Pond twice. And, you know, that's the thing, too. Zip line and all those things where I underestimate it because I've never actually seen it up close. So it seems like something, it looks like something that's fun. But I told myself, when I started like going on the Lumpstrong website and I seen you got to do all this climbing up, you know, hills. Yeah, it's like a workout <clears throat> to get to yeah. just the zip line. And the workout part I'm fine with, but then I was like, damn, that means you kind of high. You are. And I was like, I, just, I was like, I mess around getting nervous and I get when this, I'm at the point of no return. 
Now I got to hope my spirit doesn't leave my body. So I was dealing with that, but I was like, I'm going to still psych myself. But that's when I heard the lady died. I was like, mm. I mean, I'm assuming that she did <clears throat> not cook herself. So like, you can, mm-hmm. There's there are people who are down below, except for when you're ziplining over the water. Mm-hmm. There are people who are down below, like, that can lead you and stuff. Mm-hmm. But like, there's two tracks that you can take too. Once you get up there, there's a harder track and mm-hmm. an easier one. Like I said, I've done both. Um, since I went ziplining twice, but it can get kind of scary when you are relying on your own bodily strength mm. to climb you up a rope um, wall. Yeah, and the rope wall is it's not like it's the rope is tight, so mm. you step on it, it's sinking. Right. So, like I, that part can get scary, but at the same time, you're supposed to be hooked. That if mm. I fall off, right, I should just be floating in the air. Mm-hmm. But didn't quite happen for her that way. Yeah, it didn't. Like, and the, I mean, and. Unfortunately, after they teach you how to they mm. teach you how to do it and they take you through a little short training thing, but after after that, you're technically on your own. Mm-hmm. It's up to you and whoever you're with to to say, hey, did you yeah. hook the red with the red and the blue with right. the blue, and make sure that you hook it up right mm-hmm. because if you mix them up, that could mess you okay. up too. And the thing about these things too, when it comes to stuff like this, like being strapped in harnesses, I always have an extra sense of worry because of my weight. I always feel like yeah. I'm too heavy for shit. Uh, so you have like, oh, these little ropes feel, they don't feel too sturdy on me, y'all. Like, and I'm like, damn, all the, like you said, a lot of them ropes be loose and stuff. Right. Like, damn, this shit I'm hanging off of and shaking. Oh, I don't like this. Yeah. You know, I, ain't, I ain't tight. So when I did go to the main event, you know, they had a little course to get Yeah, to. they do. Mm-hmm. I've been that one too. And that shit had me dumb scared because now you're just holding on these little ropes <laughs> or little things or something. You just hold, one point, you're just holding on to your own line. Yes. I said, oh my God, these little things, my feet all huge and everything. I was like, oh, these little ass pegs. Yo, when I tell you, I was sweating like an animal. I was like, yo, this is, and it was like, it was crazy. There was some little kid out on the same course with me at the same time. He's like flying through the shit. Like, damn, is he even stopping? He's just running? What is he? He out there look like a Mario brother and shit on World 2-1. Like, damn. And I'm just trying to get my bearings together. So now when I finally get to the zip line part, I'm like, damn. I feel all these butterflies in my stomach. This is why. Because now I'm looking down over the whole place. And I'm like, damn, this, this sure this shit's dirty? Like, yeah. So I had to do like mad fake starts. And now I was like, you know, people look at me. Because I was on a workout. So I'm a co-worker. I was like, yeah, I can't go out like no bitch. So I finally got on this shit. Finally, like when I got on, as I was floating, all the fear kind of just went away. And yeah, I was like, okay, does. cool. I'm good now. Let me just get over to the end. And the end, it stops you all nice. Go yeah. eight does not stop you like that. Oh, it doesn't? No. You hit the ground. Oh, okay. You be like rolling. <laughs> oh, damn. Like, like, like a skydive yeah. kind well, of Well, they tell you how you're supposed I to I mean, stop, a parachute kind of? Yeah. But I, it never works for me. Oh. But, yeah. <laughs> no, you did the exact same thing um, Khalif did. The kids started, mm-hmm. our kids started teasing them like, oh, you scared. Mm-hmm. You scared. You told us to come up here. And I was like, come back down. I'll go first. He was like, no, no. But Yeah, yeah I had to man up. So, and it was funny because that reminds me of a thing Will Smith once said when he was like, he, the first time he ever went skydiving mm-hmm. or jumping out of a plane, he was like, yeah, you know, I'm so scared or whatever, but he said, honestly, all the fear leaves. There's nothing to fear once you jump out of the plane because at that point, it just is what it is. He's like, you just got to get over. He said, so once you get to jump and you're floating, now all you're realizing is, damn, this is a wonderful feeling. Like, all my fears go, I'm just floating and everything, this and that and the other. I was like, damn, that's different. I was like, I feel like I'd still be scared for my life as I'm plunging. Like, he's like, he like, nah, the fear is when you're on the plane. He said, once you get off, everything just goes. So I was like, maybe my zip line experience was equivalent to that. Once I let it go, 
or got off the thing, I should say, I ain't let shit go. <laughs> um, that would have way. But. I don't know. I'm not jumping out no plane. Yeah, I'm still not going to jump out the plane. I went, not at I all. went indoor skydiving. Dang, dang. Listen, a plane wasn't built to be jumped out of, B. The, the Wright brothers did not say, yo, let's build a snow. They want you to stay in the shit to get to where you're going to say. You know, unless you like some kind of military paratrooper or something. Right. Yeah, nah, I'm good on that. But back to white people, yeah. white people, like, talking about zip line over gators and shit, and I'm good. I'm not doing that. I'm good. And I guess, you know, I'm sure they have it you know, just to set it to where it's high. And I'm going to still be nervous. So hold on. Did somebody fall into the gator pit? Nah, I ain't heard no such stories. It's oh. just, it was just this new attraction. But I thought it was just this one place. There's this one place out in um, Texas. Well, it's in, it's in Louisiana, but it's on the Louisiana-Texas border. Mm-hmm. And it's called Gators and Friends. And they were the newest craze. But then I learned today, actually... That there's another one of these such places in Orlando called Screaming Gator Zipline. And one of their highlights is um, you can zipline zip over some of the park star attractions, including Cuban and Nile crocodiles, before flying over the alligator breeding marsh, complete with 130 giant alligators below. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Okay. I'm so good. And then, you know. What have you be the one person with a zip line gets jammed or something? They just, they just get, the gators is watching, they waiting, you waiting, they waiting, you and mm-hmm, licking their lips. No, nah, I'm good. So, well, how do you feel about roller coasters? You still doing roller coasters? No, I don't do roller coasters. I don't do roller coasters. You Ever? Know. Huh? Ever? No, I don't know. You know, when I was a kid, I loved them. Right. What changed for me, the game for me was back, this was back when I was in sixth grade, the Great American Screen Machine came out. Oh, I remember that. Sixth grade. Yeah. And I was dumb. I was like, yeah, we got to get on that. Oh, we got all of these. That up. thing is still worth running, too. Like I know. That's day. crazy, right? And I got on that shit, and I don't know what happened. Every bit of courage I had, because I used to get on roller coasters, Coney Island, all that. I got on that shit, y'all. For some reason, I started, fear started building in me walking up when I was on the line. I had never had that happen to me on a coaster before. Fear, I was just nervous as hell. I don't know why. Then when I got on that shit, Yo, that shit, first of all, that shit makes your head go bang from side yes. to side crazy. Like, that's the thing that's It's an crazy. abusive ride. <laughs> yes. You don't wear no earrings and, or none of that. And thing. I was just scared as hell. So as I got over that shit, I was like, yeah, I ain't getting on the roller coasters again. I think that had never got on. I think when I got grown, I got on like, I went I went on like a family trip somewhere, something, I don't know. When we went to Disney and, World, you didn't get on um, Space Mountain? I didn't go to Disney World with y'all. For Nessie? The Florida one? Yeah. Nah, I went to Disneyland, oh. California. Well, I mean, when we went to California, I didn't go to Disneyland at all. But nah, I was, I wasn't in Nesby yet when y'all went. Oh, I went, okay. I joined the next year. Okay. So, in my adult years, I had wound up getting on like, uh, it was like one of them kitty type coasters and like Great Adventure at the time. I forget what it was called. It's supposed to be a scary joke. I got on that. That was about it. Like you said, I was too big for the show. I think I got on there with some kids or something. Now that's good. But then, one year somehow. Went out with a bunch of engineers and we cast Six Flags. And this is when Nitro was the new ride. Yeah. And I don't know why, how I got Jen. Nitro was pretty high. Jen, um, her last name was Hope. Her maiden name was Hope. What's her last name now? Um, oh. Um, why does it slip me? I, I don't know. I know who you talk about, though. Yeah. Maiden name was Hope. Yeah. And I'm really like envisioning her and her husband her in my husband, head. Like I yes. know them very well. But either way. Somehow she convinced me to join the rest of the crew and get on Nitro. I never forget it was a bunch of us too. And we get, I'm nervous, like we in line for Mad Long, I'm staying nervous, I'm going. So we get on there, and again, in my head, in my mind, yeah. roller coasters all come with the thing that go over your shoulders to strap you in. Yeah. I didn't know Nitro didn't have that. 
It just got a thing that goes over your pelvis. Yeah, the bar. So we getting on there. And I'm like, yo, we all sit in the joint. They put the thing down on me. And I was like, waiting for him to put the thing over me. And he walked, the, the attendant walked away. So I was like, yeah, yeah, where you going? Hold up. You ain't put my other, my, my overhead on. He's like, there isn't one. I said, nah, but this is all we get. He's like, yeah, that's all you get. So I'm like, oh shit, this is bullshit. My whole back on. <laughs> so now, um, now my other man is on a trip. Um, Brian Sims, he was a football player. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was bigger than me. And he tried to get in. And they said he couldn't fit. Like they said, the thing couldn't lock on him. Lock him so he he wasn't that much bigger. He was bigger than me, so they told me he had to get out. I was like, "Wait, I'm too big too. I'm too big. Look, look." They was like, "Nah, you good." Yo, when that nitro started creeping up that thing, click, 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 click. My heart is in, rate is increasing with each click. And <laughs> I then, hope you didn't look over. Then we get to nah. I, didn't, I was, uh, I was, I was gonna say you look over. So then we get to the top, and it just got and the clicks just stopped. It just got silent. Or it was, and I hear people screaming, have fun. My mouth is wide open, but no sound is coming out. <laughs> because you're leaning forward and your butt is out the seat, but you can't, you don't have yeah, no strap. It so, just holds on to your So I was spread. trying to scream, but I couldn't. So nothing, no sounds coming out. And like you said, I'm, my, my, now my body is flailing, cause <laughs> yes. it, which is making me even more scared. And I never forget, they said they had like seven camelbacks on it or whatever they you call did. it. So hitting them shits, hitting them shits. Uh, yo, I couldn't even open my eyes. My eyes were closed the whole time. I don't think... Did it have a loop? No, this one didn't have a loop. It, a loop it didn't have a loop. I'm up, my eyes closed the whole time. His shit was terrifying. Long as I right? So here's the thing now. The nitro gets to a point where it stops. It comes to a stop. Chill. And then Jen goes, All right, everybody, that's it. So I go... Then she goes, Sigh! And that shit took off again! <laughs> I never forgave her for this. She doesn't even know I never forgave her for this. Cause that shit took off again for some more action. <laughs> then finally catches up. Yo, when I got when that ride stopped, my hands were shaking. <laughs> I'm, I'm talking about my, my things were like my things were like Parkinson shaking. Yo, like it was crazy. <laughs> and it, it, I know it's not they're never that long, but when you're in that position, it feels that ride like, is like thirty seconds. If you it's more than thirty seconds, but if you're scared, it feels like forever. That's true. Feels like forever. So I guess you didn't never got on King the Cop. Fuck no. I ain't got on shit since then. Motherfuckers talking about that King the Car. I was like, King of these, motherfucker. I never got on King the Car. I would have. Back then, I would have. I don't know if I still would now. Yeah. But back then, I would have. I ain't did a roller coaster since Nitro, boy. That is funny, Scott. Give me, yeah, Jeff Scott, there you go. Give me them go karts. Give me them arcades. Give me games, whatever. Don't give me no roller coasters. No roller coasters for you. Mm. So what you want to do when the kid gets older and wants to go on roller coasters? Like gets older, she been on a roller coaster already. In Sesame Place, her mother got on that shit with her. You didn't get on the Sesame Place roller coaster. No, I'm good. I'd be too big for them rides. Well, yeah, yeah. For that one. But when she it's... so when she gets older and y'all go to like Hershey Park, Dorney Park, if she's tall enough to get on this ride, she can get on this ride. But she wants Daddy to go with her. Oh, I've been training her. I've been telling her no for a long time now. <laughs> to the point where if I say no, she just goes, okay. She understands. Don't question me again. Play that game with your mother. Manners. Not getting on your roller coaster. And I'm be older and more frail than that shit. This, I'm not doing it at this age. Shit. You must be the most all your motherfucking marbles. I'm going to look at her and be like, why are you here? Because clearly, clearly you didn't want me on this motherfucking trip talking about something. Get on some motherfucking roller coaster. Nah, we good on that front. So 
yeah, that was my story about that. Again, like I said, I'm sure black people are going to enjoy that thing too, but I'm going to still chalk that one up to white people and say that's why white people are hanging over gators and shit and zip-wilding <laughs> over gators and all that motherfucking shit. Um, so I want to switch gears again. Mm-hmm. And I want to talk about a topic that came to me. And it's because, you know, I see a lot of these, um, well, not a lot, but every now and again I see a meme, and not, I've even spoken to people about it, and it's about forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And it'll say stuff like, you know, until you, if basically a strong person, it takes a strong person to forgive. Mm-hmm. Or if you don't forgive, that's like hurting you in some way, shape, or form, or mm-hmm. it's detrimental to the you. You don't have to forget or whatever, or be friends with whoever that mm-hmm. wronged you, but you can forgive. And my question is, isn't that detrimental if you choose not to forgive? Because I have shit that I haven't forgiven, and I feel pretty okay. <laughs> And they say forgiveness is a selfish act because... It's selfish or selfless? Selfish. Because it really is for you, um, from what I hear. Um, because if you think about it, if you haven't forgiven someone for something, mm-hmm. then most of the time, if that person comes in your presence, it changes your attitude a little bit. Mm-hmm. So it's like, wow, you let this person have that much power over you that they walked into a room and it made you change. Even if it only changed for a second, mm-hmm. that person has the power to make you change how you're feeling. So, but if you forgive this person or whoever, when they walk in or something, you know, you just stay the same. Nothing, mm-hmm. nothing changes for you. So, well, plenty of people have walked into rooms and made me feel away. Mm-hmm. Good ways even. So I right. walk into a room and I smile. I'm like, yo, that's happening. This is good energy that came into this room, right? Okay. Should I then be like, damn, that person has such power over me that I fucking got happy that they walked in the room? No, nobody says that, do they? That's true. So if that's not a thing that somebody got power over you to blah, 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 why should it be power over you, blah, 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 on the other end? I guess because it's a negative feeling. Says who? What? Hmm? If you don't forgive somebody, you don't only have like all fuzzy and positive but what I'm saying is, person. like, if, if if a person, I don't know, let me just pick a random name. If a, Duke, a Kenny walks into a room, right? <laughs> a Kenny? Yeah. Any Kenny. Okay. I don't know. Maybe his last name is Bird or some shit. Let's say a Kenny Bird walks into a room. Okay. And I'm like, yeah, yo, fuck Kenny Bird. Like, <laughs> fuck out of here. Why is he, why are we in the same place? But if I'm okay, like, if I don't carry that harshness, let's say, towards you or anyone else in the room, like, let's say we were playing Taboo, I don't know, and I see him, like, oh, fuck, you know, fuck that guy, I don't like him, whatever. But I keep playing Taboo just fine, like, you know, we, whatever. Is that a negative thing? I guess because you, you took a moment to say, fuck Kenny Bird. Yeah, but I'm saying, if I didn't, how, how is it, like, but if I say that, but then I just carry on my regularly scheduled activities, is that a bad thing? Or as you say, or you know, see what I'm saying? I well, like I said, I'm saying. Oh, okay, cool. I didn't know if you would. All right, we done switched to the Crown Royal Salted Caramel section of the show. Yes, that's Crown Crown Royal Salted Caramel flavored whiskey, brought to you by the Crown Royal Distilling Company. Thirty nine percent alcohol by volume. That's a proof of seventy. Please be twenty one and over and drink responsibly. We need to check, y'all. Cut it. <laughs> so. That was freestyle, by the way, too, y'all. So, yeah, so that's what I'm saying. So, like, if I still carry on with my regular life, you know, after saying fuck, I don't know, Kenny Bird, was that who he said? Yeah. That was the name you came up with. Yeah. Just Um, made that up. You know, it happens. I'm nice with it. Um, Then what? 
Okay, but okay, so and if and if it's okay with me, like if I'm okay with having that animus, right. or let's say even if I'm not like fuck Kenny Bird, let's say if I'm just like I don't fuck with that guy or whatever, so I'm not gonna address them or, right. or whatever the case may be, I didn't forgive them regardless of how I act. I, Still really like I could be the most pleasant person in the world, but I didn't forgive you for whatever you did. Right? How is that a detriment to me? Well, I guess then it just depends on. I guess maybe with um, your religion, maybe because I know okay. in the Bible it says that you can't expect God to forgive you if you don't forgive others. Okay. So I guess it could be along the same lines of that. Like, how can you expect or want other people to forgive you for things that you may or may not have done, whether you knew it or not, if you're not even willing to forgive someone else? I mean, God also performed miracles. I couldn't do that, so. Right, you but know, you don't think that it's kind of a high bar to set. But you don't think that you deserve forgiveness from time to time. Yeah, I mean, I like forgiveness, but right. So, shouldn't you be willing to give something that you that you want to get? I it's not to say I would never be willing to forgive someone, but all I'm saying is, if there's a one someone or something I choose not to forgive ever, mm -hmm. that's not to say I would like if you did something to me, and let's say I would forgive it. You know, what I mean, it's not to say right. because I wouldn't forgive one, I, I, I wouldn't forgive any. Right. So I still can be a forgiving person, just not to this one person. So can't you still forgive, but still just don't deal with this person? But like, just be like. But if I feel like they don't deserve my forgiveness. Well, that's when they go back to saying that forgiveness is not for them; it's more for you. But if I feel all right with not forgiving them, then then this, I guess it shows that you're the bigger person. Um, okay, okay, I don't have to be seen as the bigger person all the time. <laughs> Well, that's the only, that's all I got for you. And that's what I'm saying. So see what I'm saying? Like, why can't instead of just universally saying it's bad for all per se, quote unquote, lack of a better term, why not just let it be to each his own? Because that's what you ultimately just came down to in a, in a manner of speaking. All right. Well, I gave you these examples, but clearly you feel how you feel. So, to, to each I own. feel like people are, are warranted forgiveness. I do. I don't feel like it has to happen right away. I feel like you can take as long as you want to give it. Um. But I do think ultimately in the end, you should. And as I feel like, I feel like whether you know it or not, it eats away at you little by little, depending on the situation. Mm -hmm. So it's like certain things will happen and you'll automatically think of what that person did mm -hmm. um, versus if you just forgive it. Um, if I forgive it, I would still think about it. I know this because they say don't, you don't forget. That's true. Because a lot of people say, forgive and forget, or I'll forgive, but I won't forget. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not really the best person to talk um, about that with, because depending on who you are and what you've done, I am one to hold grudges. And that's what I'm saying. And I feel like, me knowing you, you're okay with that. I am. And do you feel like it eats away at you? Not at all. Do you feel like these people have power over you? Not at all. Because I choose not to be around these people. So you're okay. Well, and you know what? And the thing about it is, it's even, and, and maybe this is backwards or not, but... Some person, one person that I kind of choose not to forgive all the way was actually in my presence yesterday. Mm -hmm. And to the point where this person came and spoke to me and everything else. And I felt like I did an excellent job because I spoke back, said, hey, how are you? Being respectful, blah, blah, blah. Then I went about my way. You, we were all there for the same event, the same function. Mm -hmm. But I went about my way after that. And I'm okay. Mm -hmm. A lot of people who know me, they were like, oh, Latrell, why didn't you... Um, you know, talk to so and so or do such and such with so and so because I don't fool with so and so, mm -hmm. <laughs> it's yeah. just that simple. They're like, Oh, you're not gonna let it go, blah blah blah. 
No. Right. And you know, and I would say you're even better than me in that respect because, like, they're, like, don't get me wrong. I'm a guy who I have issues with some people. And they might not even know, or, you know, it ain't work, but, but, and I'll just chat it up with you just as fine and dandy or whatever, right? But then there's some people, nah, you're going to know it's real. And the rest of the world, I don't care if they know. So, no, I'm not. Like, a lot of times, even if I'm not on speaking terms with a person, if we out in, like, a public setting or whatever, I'll yeah, at least be cordial right. saying hello to them. Right. There are two people, I think, who I would not do that with. Like, they could have come up and tried to shake my hand. I look right at them and be like, nah, I'm good. But walk away. So, you better than me in that yeah. respect. Well, I mean, I have told this person, and like I said, maybe I was fronting for the cameras, mm-hmm. because I have told this person, I was like, please don't call me and protect me ever again. Okay. There's absolutely no reason for you to do this. Mm-hmm. If you need to get in contact with anything in regards to my family, there's other members that you can speak to. Okay. That's not me. No doubt. So, yeah, moral of the story, uh, you don't necessarily have to forgive, in my opinion. It's an opinion-based thing. I got I will let you know that right now. And the views and opinions expressed by the individuals on the Sunday dinner podcast are those are solely those of set individuals and do not necessarily represent the views of the Sunday dinner podcast, the Nitty in the City podcast franchise, or any of its affiliates. Yes. But for me, OG Nitty, if you don't want to forgive, like, you, you know, they did whatever you felt they did was that harsh, I'm okay with it. And I don't necessarily think it's going <laughs> to, the person had, I don't think they had power over you. You know, this detriment is going to happen to you. You're never really going to heal. Because I go through life fine. I go through life just fine. But, you know, for me, I'm good. I do think that eventually I will. Um, I will forgive. It's just not right now. Okay. Now's not the time. Okay. No doubt. That's so, me. I just, I'm a slow forgiver because I hold a grudge. I get it. I get it. Because I feel like. That two-person list might be jumping to three soon. Honestly. Uh, dang, okay. I, I might got two in the pass. Two in the pass out here. I'm just happy not to be on any negative list anymore. And you know, we've we had some mean beefs <laughs> over a long time. <laughs> yes. In the 20-plus years we've known each other. And now here we are, co-hosting a podcast <laughs> as friends. Oh, I forgot about this story real quick before we wrap it up. I don't know if you heard about this. So a Greyhound bus driver uh-huh. quit his job mid-trip. Hold on, sorry, what? <laughs> so he was driving you people me, someplace and this right. was like, you know what, I'm done. Or some TV shit. <laughs> a Greyhound bus driver ruined the trip for dozens of passengers when he left to when he left the driving to nobody. I like how they play that on <laughs> words. By bailing on his job midway through a trip from Texas to Arizona. Ooh. So the driver whose name's not, name was not released. He pulled over for a scheduled pit stop roughly 90 minutes into his trek. He was leaving from Dallas, headed to Phoenix. Uh, 90 minutes into his trek. It was supposed to be a 20-minute pit stop, but the 20 minutes turned into 40, then 60, and passengers grew restless. And then they found out that he had simply walked off the job without warning, leaving them stranded in Abilene for what ended up being a nine-hour layover. Wow. They were stranded for nine how hours. How long was this trip? How that's Texas. Um... I don't know. I guess you could Google the distance from uh, Dallas to Phoenix. Okay, go ahead. I'm sure it ain't short, though. 
Shit, because Texas is, is in the Texas what? Texas is in the south. What would be like mid-south? Is that what it would be considered? Yeah. And then Phoenix, Arizona is the northwest or the south. Arizona is southwest. And then, like you said, Texas. You, I remember I read a thing that said to go from the further, one furthest point of Texas to the other furthest point, it takes 20 hours. Yes, you can still be, it does. I was like, can you imagine traveling 20 hours and being in the same and state? And still being in the same state. If you hit the top part of Texas and then drive to like El Paso. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would lose my mind if I, I did all that to like be in the same fucking state. So, yeah, so that happened. And they said that one passenger said that Greyhound did spring for a free meal for everyone on board. That's a 15 hour trip. 15 hours. Well, see, that's a 15 hour if you're driving in a car. Now you got to add your Greyhound stops. So Hell today. yeah. So it's going to be longer than 15 mm-hmm. hours. And it said, so they bought everyone a free meal on the trip, but they hadn't responded to requests for a refund. Greyhound, if you don't give them motherfucker, you need to get refunds. You need to get some free trips out. So, you stranded, these, these motherfuckers were stranded for nine hours before you got another bus. So that means they sat there for nine hours before they had to re-begin the other 15 hours of their journey. Because like you said, when you factor in the stop, yes. 90 minutes just gets into the 15 hour yes. Let me tell you, well, this isn't as bad, but remember we had... Um, I, also, girl, girl, I, wonder, I wonder what his shoe was. That sounds some black shit there. You know what, man? <laughs> fuck this job. I ain't got you. <laughs> Somebody said something fucking with yeah. these crackers out here. They must got me fucking twisted. Like the black dude to lose ankle when the flop, the bug flew in his mouth. Mm-hmm. Like, get me out of this motherfucking country ass. <laughs> motherfucking flies all in my mouth and shit. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. But my sorority had our national convention. Mm-hmm. And um, it was in New Orleans. Uh-huh. So there was a lot of us leaving from this area a lot. People catching the Philadelphia, mm-hmm. you know, going through the Philadelphia airport. Mm-hmm. Well... Frontier Airlines. Uh oh. They canceled the flight, um, seven a.m. flight to New Orleans, and then told these people, "Oh, well, we can put you on the next flight tomorrow, the next morning, the mm-hmm. next day in the morning." Why did they cancel this flight? Because the pilot just said, "I ain't coming." God damn. <laughs> so why don't you have a backup pilot? Right. I don't know. Did these people get refunded? As of as of as far as I know, as of right now, they did not. You know, they're supposed to be. And but it was people that was hot because if you left. So for example, like I left um, Wednesday night mm-hmm. to get there because Thursday morning was opening ceremony. A lot mm-hmm. of times, that's what you want to experience: opening ceremony right. starts at seven a.m. So if you telling me that I can't get on a flight until nine a.m. the next day. I done missed part of the reason that I was going to this conference anyway. Right. But yeah, that's the same thing that so, happened with them. And, and see, this is the thing too, though. With shit like that, this is why I feel like there needs to be some kind of government intervention in business. Like, especially with flying. You know, flying are heavily regulated by the feds anyway, right? Right. So you need to have something in place where these companies have to make some kind of like reconciliation, if you will. Or provide something back for these these mm-hmm. pa- these ca- these customers, paying customers who are you know otherwise inconvenienced because these companies feel like they can do that because they can take advantage because there's nothing for them to lose. People still need to kind of get where they're going. Frontier right. knows they're the cheaper, I guess, of the other flights, and they're just gonna you take it or leave it. Fuck you, right? Nah, and that's because government allows it to be fuck you with this whole you know laissez faire thing. No, this is where they need to have some kind of regulation. Same way to regulate individuals for their shit, they want to regulate women on their bodies and what they can do in that with their own fucking personal bodies. But you can't tell Frontier, nah, this is how you want to act. You don't have like backups in place. Right. Da, 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 da. Nah, you gotta make I was sure like, you don't have a co-pilot that can fly this plane. Yeah. Supposed to be a bunch of. Pla- it's a fucking airport. Right. 
supposed to have praise the Lord. Right. Like, yeah, nah. That shit is unacceptable. So and you, that's the bullshit. That's what I'm saying. So if something happens and this person got to call out sick or whatever, you mean to tell me that they can't fly? Exactly. And cause, cause even I'm now looking at your hiring practices that you just hiring a motherfucker. It's not like this a uh, uh, in no shade a cashier job at Walmart right. where motherfuckers like oh, I could go make minimum wage anywhere. A fucking commercial airline pilot, like yeah. all the tests, the background clearances, and everything you gotta go through, and the, the flight hours you gotta put in to get to this point. You're supposed to be one of the most give a fuck people out there. Yeah. So the fact that you found a uh, and like I feel like in your screening process, you should be able to tell if somebody doesn't give a yeah. right. So you really found a person who didn't give a fuck and you said we're gonna hire them anyway. <laughs> Cause you know what? Matter of fact, I was uh at Mickey D's today. And the, 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 the you know, it was funny because I was thinking about how you know we always glorify Chick-fil-A customer service and I compare the person at Mickey D's and stuff. And yeah, I had that. It was like when I pulled up the thing, she's like, What are you getting? And I was like, Well damn. And I was like, Let me get such and such. You had got him wrong for something. Like, hold up, hold up. Okay. Then I was like, all right, that all? Yeah. All right, come pull around. Like, well, God damn. No, I put a thing. You had to do the chicken. Yeah, uh, okay. Hey. Like, it was mad. I was like, yo, you right. know what? This is the bullshit. Right? And I was like, this, I was like, you know what? It's, it's almost like making these is hiring people they know don't give a fuck. Because I know they came into the interview with this attitude. Yo, so let me tell you how my oldest daughter, she mm-hmm. didn't have a job for a while. And they was doing on-the-spot interviews at the McDonald's on Market Street. Mm-hmm. So I took her down there and she was like, mom, why are you making me come to this interview? And I'm like, no, you don't have a job. Stop being bougie. Mm-hmm. And she was like, mom. And she and I, like, and I made her put on like, um, you know, the dress pair mm-hmm. of pants and a nice blouse and stuff and go to this interview. Way overdressed. <laughs> Yo, when I was sitting in the parking lot waiting for her, she came out so mad. Mm-hmm. She was like, mom. I was like, yeah, she said, you see those two people right there? The person had on, like, ripped up jeans, but it was like they bleached it with the mm-hmm. bleach stains and stuff and, like, just uh, some crazy T-shirt and stuff. She's like, yeah, those people just interviewed. Mom, you know what they walked in and said? I'm here for the job. You're hiring? Oh, I. She was like, Mom, why would you put me? And I had to apologize to her. I said, mm-hmm. you know what, baby? I'm sorry. You right. You right. This was not for you. I was. Not I remember I went to a. I went to a. I guess a tour. It wasn't quite an orientation yet because you didn't have the job or whatever yet for a company I worked at part-time for a little bit. And when I got there, I was like, oh, they better give me this motherfucking job. Look at I was like, I feel like I'm in jail. This looks like a concentration camp almost. And then the people that was there, I was like, oh, clearly this job doesn't drug test because half these motherfuckers is high now. <laughs> no. And I don't mean high on weed. Half these motherfuckers high on pills and heavy shit. And that's like, it was zombies out there. <laughs> And they were just calling them on, and I was like, yeah, I can see what's going on. What this is here for. And I was like, they better get me this motherfucker. Like, I had to cuss somebody the fuck out if I don't get this motherfucker. So you Anybody, did get I it, right? Yeah, I got the job. Yeah. Matter of fact, I got one of the better, I guess, quote-unquote positions there. because uh, Strictly because I could pass a drug test. I was like, you were sober. Cause, yeah, because they had, they had a section where you didn't have to take a drug test. I guess that's what they were all applying for. But they said that section was like slave work. And then they had another session. It was like, it's definitely not as work intensive. This and that and the other, blah, blah, blah. It's like, but you know, we deal with the uh, the feds, so you got to be able to pass a drug test. It was a bad fact. It was like, oh, first you had to have a driver's license for this particular session. Right. So most of these people didn't. So it was like, let's say it was like nine of us had licenses. So it was like, yeah, we're going to look at this shit. 
I ain't trying to work as hard if I ain't got to. And then it's like, so then this particular, because it was two positions you needed a license. Right. So they had this one. That are, she's like, but we also had this other one right here called this. Where they, we work at the feds or whatever. So you got to be able to pass a drug test. Anybody want to get that? So because what they were saying is the one we didn't need the drug test, they have a high, high turnover. So they'll get back to you quick. You probably right. Have, the one we need a license, they said it could be at least a month before you hit back because it's a little slower than it up. But then the other one, the third one, it was like, we're hiring now. We need some people, but you got to be able to pass a drug test. So everybody want to? I was the only one who raised my hand. <laughs> I was like, well, shit. <laughs> I'll take that. <laughs> and that wound up being like the kind of sweet spot, you know, yeah. for lack of a better term. But I was like, yo, the shit. <laughs> you said half these people go pills now. Yeah. So it's like, I can only imagine if I had to be a hiring manager in like a place like that. Like, I couldn't. Yeah. Because first of all, they'd be like, why is nobody getting hired? Because they're all high! <laughs> and they're not hiding it! At least hide it! Yeah. Why do you stink of weed? Why is this person falling asleep during the interview? I don't get it! I can see the needle in his vein! No! I fell asleep in the interview once. Oh my god. But I wasn't high. Oh my god. <laughs> Why do you do these things? I did! Why are you like this? Why are you like this? There's no reason for you to be like this. I did. The interview was so boring. There's no reason for you to be like this. I got the job. Oh my God. But I, I did. I, I, hate, I hate that company. And I hate that company because <laughs> I, I already know you're capable of whatever, but they didn't know that. <laughs> like, you could have came, let me tell you something. You could have came in with a fucking school of Wharton graduate degree. If I'm an interviewer and you fall asleep on me and if I have the power to say no, I'm saying the fuck no. I would too. Yeah, I remember one time I was looking for one job and you know I was like on the track to supervisor. Mm -hmm. So I actually had got bumped up to like supervisor. But to the point where they let me start being the first line on some interviews. Mm -hmm. So I didn't have the power of no, but I had the power to say, yeah, I wouldn't take this person. Then you know they do what they will with it. But it was another one of them jobs where half the people came in high anyway. Mm -hmm. Like I'm talking about Coke and all of that. You know, even the management. Dead ass. Like management was trying I seen him trying to buy coke from the workers. But that's another story. So this one dude came out for an interview. I mean, he's a pretty nice enough guy, but it kept burning me alive because he had the Bluetooth for his phone in his ear. Oh. And I'm like, why is he and it's blinking blue. I could I'm like, so really he just not gonna take this shit off? Like he didn't come for an like what, is he about to take a call out this motherfucker? Gonna, is somebody telling him what to say? Like, I didn't even think about that at the time. Damn, I ain't even. Right. But I'm sitting here, all I know in my head, I'm like, I would not hire this man because of this alone. I don't care what else he has to say. And I was talking, I mean, his interview was so so. You know, I would have given given the job. I was like, oh, maybe. But with that Bluetooth, so I, I mean, I went back to manager. I was like, yeah, this is what I, I, his presentation was off. I'm sorry. I mean, he wanted to get hired. I figured he would. Because again, managers buying coke from workers. Yeah, but, so. You know. You know, last time I had an eye turn but it was just like, yeah, don't give me the power to tell somebody no, because I would know a motherfucker quit. I'll tell you right now. <laughs> I or for did. some simple, it's just some some certain manners you gotta have. And falling asleep on me is not is not. I did. Me. I fell asleep, and it wasn't even like a one on one interview. It was mm. like a panel interview. Mm. And I was in there. Not so you fell asleep in front of a group of people. I did. And they still brought you. And you they know still what? hired me. You know what? Are they still hiring now? <laughs> no. I can use some. You're always good to find some kind of <laughs> no. job where 
you be on some bullshit. But that, that's just a special power you have. You're like an X-Man when it comes to that kind of shit. I sure did. I felt for And it was a good job. I got paid $33 an hour. This is when I was in college. How much you got paid? $33. God damn! Yeah. What the fuck? Were you a sniper? <laughs> no, I was working for a company. What were you doing? I was testing their... They had this new chip to test the... um To see if it made their colors more vibrant on their printers. So... Oh. And I was testing the chip to see if there was a color difference. Why'd you stop working then? I went back to school. It was a summer internship. Uh, they wouldn't have kept you on? I mean, I didn't really want to do it. I really didn't do the job when I was there. But you made $33 I to did. not work. I made $33 an hour. An hour. So you don't want and to keep... I gave them my recommendation, and they followed my recommendation. So you don't want to keep making $33 so an hour to do not much? I didn't. I wanted to go back to school and run run at night. Damn. I know. Looking back on it, I'm they like, give the right shit to the wrong people. I was like, what is wrong with you? I would have looked at school like, hmm. Is it all that's cracked up to me? Yeah. Will I make 33 hours an hour upon graduation? What year were you in there? Junior. Okay, so, damn. So in the next two years, would I be making what I'm going to be making two years from now? Because I'm going to get raises? Man. Let me see if I even made that now. They, 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 say, they say youth is wasted on the young, right? They do say that. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Prime Youth example. Is wasted on the young. Yes, I was making $33 an hour. I made so much money that I went to go buy a car. And um, I lost the money while inside the um, car dealership. What do you mean you lost the money? Like, like you had cash on you? Yeah. You just walking around with a bag of cash? I did. What you think? You were a drug dealer? You had a fucking W-2. When you were a junior, bank accounts were a thing. I had one. With debit cards. I know you did. Because you were in college. We all had the motherfuckers. With debit cards. You ever heard of a check? A cashier's check? I went to buy a car outright just with cash. You thought you was a fuck? What, you was watching belly or some shit? The fuck? And I lost the money. I lost it. I lost it. Did you cry at least? Oh, I did. Oh my I, God. I sat on did the parking lot. Did you have to go back to tell your parents you lost this money? I don't remember if I did that. I sat in the parking lot. I sat in that car dealership's parking lot and cried. Because I did not have, like, I got dropped off there because I was buying a car. Right. And so, yeah, I sat So, in wait, you had the money when you walked out of the car that you were riding in? Um, yes. And what, you put the bag down? I don't know what happened to it, but I do believe that the person I was riding with, that the the money was not there. I don't know where. I don't know if I got out the car and didn't realize that I dropped it on the ground when I went inside to talk to the. What did you have it in? A brown paper bag. How much money was this? It was like twenty two hundred dollars. So you had two bands on you. Yeah. And you chose not to hold it tight. Yeah. Yo, when I have. <laughs> There's been times I've had like $80 on me and I keep patting my pocket just to make sure my money hasn't moved. I'll be taking my phone out mad gingerly. Y'all never forget, traumatic, this summer, I was at the farmer's market and I guess somewhere between the parking lot of farmers or whatever, I dropped like $20, $25. I knew it. I couldn't figure out. I couldn't find it. I was like, it's gone again. Yo, that bothered me for the next month. Like, I was like, you know, just chalk it up. It's gone. You'll get paid again. Da, da, da. But it bothered me. I couldn't let it go. If I ever in my life lost two bands, yo, I'd have to go fight somebody. 
It took me a long. It took me a long time to get over it. I rested in the fact that I was just like, you know what? I'm just gonna believe that that money was a blessing to someone. Somebody's family was about to be put out. They didn't have no food, and that was a blessing to their family. I mean, I was still able to get a car. I just got a car the next month instead of that month. Damn, and you were able to re up in a month after (laughs) dropping two bands. You know what that means? I wouldn't have gone back to school that year. Yo, I just did the I math. I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to take time off. I just did the math. At $33 an hour for a salary, that's like $68,000. For a fucking 19-year-old, 20-year-old. Yeah, 20-year-old. Think about well, that. I was like 21, yeah. Okay. Think about it. You're 21, make a 64K. Uh, whatever, the, whatever the annual um, pay rate raises or inflation rate for, for, for pay scale... If you, uh, you know, you calculate and extrapolate that to now where you are, you've been six figures easily. Yeah. And a master at a job that you didn't even really care about that they would take your suggestions. You already minutes to not working there. So imagine if you want to stand there for a while and say, let me put in a little work. You could have been like making I high sixes. I was in the lab, working in the lab. Mm-hmm. I was, and they chose me after I fell asleep in the interview. So. You, you, if you were still at a job now, you'd be like, podcast? That sounds like poor people's work. <laughs> I'm not going to sit in your living room and <laughs> record myself. I have money to make. I did. Yes. I, I can't I'm literally it. losing money by talking to you about this <laughs> right now. I will never forget it. I will never forget that I lost $2,200 in the parking lot. But made it back in a month. Every time I drive past that car dealership, I think about it. It was um, Wolf's Auto. It wasn't called Wolf's Auto back then. It was called Mike's Auto. But mm-hmm. it was right on Route 4. I'm about um, saying Newport. Yeah, I know Newport. where that is. Yeah. Right there. I used to be, that's next to my old job. Oh, is it? I was like, mm-hmm. it's down the street from the tattoo, tattoo Yeah, shop. G-Spot. G-Spot, Where yeah. I got my only tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's where I lost my money. I used to go to Sunday dinner on that same strip, my people. I actually went to the Whispers Bank that was inside the shop right, mm-hmm. right up four. That's where I got the money from, just to ride down the street to the, because I went to Mike's Auto first. I went there first, found the car I wanted, then said, all right, mm-hmm. I'll be right back. Went to the bank to get the money. And then came back and the cashier's check with the money says. So and then you lost two bands and was able to just re up in a month. You were a drug dealer. I was not a drug dealer. You, you were you were I was drug working dealer. for a pharmaceutical. Now I need to start wondering how much of Ninth Street Catches album you relate to. <laughs> Whatever. Because you read up quick, B. Cause if that was me, we'd be on this podcast right now. I'd be like, yeah, I still ain't got a car to this day. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I got a car. I would be I like, actually got a better car. I know. I would be like, yo, I still ain't got a car because I saved up everything I had for that twenty two hundred because I wasn't making thirty three dollars an hour. <laughs> I still, that I was... just, I literally just thought about the twenty five dollars I lost months ago. <laughs> Put that into perspective. No, no, not at all. I yeah, I just it's like instead of buying an older used car, I just went and got. Well, I mean, I guess it was still an older used car. So I'm saying like, so it had to be like two thousand one. Mm-hmm. So instead of getting like the, um, I guess I was about to get like a 91 Mazda or something like that. I mm-hmm. just ended up getting a 99 Civic, a 98 Civic. Oh, okay. So. Damn, fancy. Real yeah. fancy. So we got to wrap this up. Of course, you know, we got to set it off. We can't, we can't leave without telling the people something positive in these streets. Without further ado, you go ahead and tell the people something. Okay, I'm going to tell them um, this. This is my quote for today. It was like, it says, the difference between determination and stubbornness is one, you have a strong will, and the other one, you have a strong won't. Okay. Yeah. No doubt. 
And a wise man once said, Oh, gosh. <laughs> Come on, say what? You don't even get my lines. It just came to me. A wise man once said, It sounds foul, but every girl I meet will go downtown and open up, be selling Attica, send them to Africa. The great Nasir Jones. You know what? I don't understand that line. Hmm? I still don't understand that line. Which line? The whole, what you just said. It's sound foul, but every girl I meet to go downtown. I got that part. I'll open every cell in Attica, send them to Africa. Yeah, I don't get that part. Well, here's the thing. I think what he meant was, you know, for the, all the cats that's in prison, mm-hmm. he released them and sent them back to the motherland to reconnect with the roots. I think that was his... So what does that have to do with every girl he needs to go downtown? Oh, well, I don't think they were together. I oh, think they were, okay. Yeah, okay, bars. okay, okay. Yeah. So, but what was funny about that, because <laughs> I was like, damn, okay, I get what he's saying. So then, one of my mans was from Africa, mm-hmm. you know, too, my friend. He was like, I was talking about this with him, like, maybe two years ago, I put the line. He's like, yeah, but I heard that. I was like, he said, I was like, Africa? Wait, why you want to sit on the job bus to Africa? <laughs> Fuck you, me. <laughs> you told me you just dumbing, you just jumping prisoners on Africa because they black? Like, <laughs> I'm like, yo, that's hilarious. That's, that's true, though. True. That's kind of true. Yeah. I mean, we can't assume because everyone was wrongfully in prison. That's true. That's because you're right. Because had he said, I opened every cell in Attica and sent them to Delaware, we'd be like, wait a minute. What? Yeah. Huh? Exactly. Our kids are here. Because like, he said something like, I get Mumia out of here or, you know, falsely and wrongly imprisoned people. Yes. And somehow we sent them to Africa. Send them to Africa. They're sending everybody because they're black to <laughs> Now we gotta, still got to hold a standard for our people, Nas. <laughs> That's how we're going to set that off. So, of course, I got to let you know, whether we feed your brain, your funny bone, or your something to do, we're just happy to be feeding you because around here at Sunday dinner, everyone eats. And we out! Sunday dinner is presented by the Nitty in the City podcast. All views and opinions expressed by the individuals on this program are those of solely those of said individuals and do not necessarily represent the views of this program, Nitty in the City, or any of its affiliates. The original background music is provided by Lance Chris. Special thanks to all of the financial supporters of the Nitty in the City podcast. For more information on how you can support Nitty in the City, send email correspondence to Nitty in the City, that's one word, at gmail.com.